When I grew up in the 2000s, you couldn't turn on a television without seeing Chris Angel walking on water. <laughs> or Darren Brown making you question your faith in humanity. You can't. Well done. You see, there was one magician who would stand out from all the rest. And that man was David Blaine. <laughs> He buried underwater for a week, spent days encased in an ice block, and now he's balancing on an 80-foot pole. David Blaine's endurance challenges broke world records, earning him fame, money, and superstar status. But you see, all of this hasn't come without a price. We will find out if there has been any lasting damage to his health. Am I going to be okay? You're going to be fine. Absolutely. Since a young age, David Blaine was obsessed with magic. The time that he entered the world of magic, it was dominated by one main style, stage magicians. You have people like Penn and Teller, these very charismatic, zany presenters who do these very elaborate tricks in front of big audiences with super high budgets. But then there was David Blaine. Nothing, David wanted to strip back what magic had become. David went out with a cameraman and made a tape of him performing magic on unwitting strangers. Signature pops up, look in your hands. He presented his tape to a TV network and they instantly fell in love. Greenlighting him a $1 million TV special. He's a man without smoke and mirrors, ushering in a new era of magic. At the time, it just massively stood out. His style was so unique. I want you to try to see one card. Not this one, but look closely. Try to see one inside. Did you get one? Here, I'll do it again. It might have been too quick. Try to see a card inside if you can. Did you see one? You think it did? Don't say it. Just hold it in your mind. I know this is not it, but visualize your card right here. Before we go any further, I want to give a massive shout out to Raid Shadow Legends for sponsoring this video. My top three reasons why Raid is better than any other mobile game is firstly just the quality of the graphics. Secondly, you're not bombarded with adverts. And thirdly, it's just how in-depth this game is with its lore and all the characters. And right now, Raid's running an amazing trick-or-treat promotion for Halloween, where you can win a bunch of both real-life and in-game prizes, including $1,000 Amazon gift cards, some of the best epic and legendary champions in Raid. Simply download Raid with my link in the description. Then head to trickortreat.plarium.com. You can also use DK Rises promo code for a bunch of free items to level any of your strongest champions all the way up to level 50. If you haven't started playing Raid yet, check the link in my description or scan my QR code here on screen and you'll get unique bonuses worth $30. We're talking a free champion Ayana, 200k silver, one energy refill and XP boost, and one ancient shard so you can summon awesome champions as soon as you get into the game. Your treasure will be waiting for you right here in the inbox. Anyway, back to the video. Like he would just lurk around New York going up to strangers and doing magic to them. And he would just get these insane genuine reactions of people losing their minds at the tricks he just did. Which contrasted perfectly to David Blaine's personality. You got one? Mm-hmm. Good, hold it in your mind. Okay. It's in there. It's red. Mm -hmm. David was the opposite of what magicians were. Magicians were always really loud in your face, dancing around. And then you had David. Just chill, centered, and pretty much reactionless. And so others started to copy. You'd have Chris Angel, Darren Brown, Dynamo, all going out and performing magic on the general public. Oh. 
However, whilst the world was in the street magic frenzy, David decided to take a different direction. David, I could just say that you have great courage, lots of luck, and enjoy it, and I'll see you in about a week. I hope. I'd gone into this coffin, basically as an unknown kid that did magic in New York, and what started out is a small turnout started to really take a life of its own. The 5th of April 1999, just across from Trump Place on 68th Street and Riverside Boulevard, David Blaine would lock himself in a tomb underneath a three-ton tank of water with no food for seven whole days. He did this stunt in front of the general public. There was around 75,000 people who stood there watching to see if David Blaine would fail. What David Blaine was doing was different. This was no card trick. There was no illusion. As strange as this may have seen from the outside, it all kind of made sense. And that's because of one man in particular, Harry Houdini. Harry Houdini was a legendary escape artist who actually died doing one of his stunts. But you see, David Blaine was always enamored by the stunts that Harry Houdini did. What would Houdini say? Um, I think he'd say I'm gonna go in for 10 days right when you get out. <laughs> and I'd say I'll do two weeks. <laughs> David was now hellbent on this new direction. He was obsessed with pushing the human body to see what it could endure. But I saw something truly incredible. People all gathered together smiling and that made all of this work. The 27th of November, 2000. I'd rather come out in a body bag than come out in the middle of it. That's true. David attempts to spend 72 hours trapped inside a block of ice. However, things didn't go to plan. There was a point where I'd crossed over. I'd completely lost track of time. 14 minutes into hour 61, things were getting pretty bad for David. He was starting to lose his mind. Eventually, they grab a chainsaw and cut him out of the ice. As David escaped the ice, he was in a different world. He was emotional, he couldn't string a sentence together. And the medical professionals there were fearing that he might go into shock at any moment. And so, he's rushed off to hospital. Eventually, he comes out of hospital and has to spend a very long time recovering from this stunt. For a while after doing this thing, I sort of was beat up from it. You know, I couldn't move my feet for about a month. It was tough for me to walk. And with this only being his second stunt like it, many wondered if this was gonna be the end. And I started thinking, why did I do this? You know, it wasn't for the attention. The reason that I do these things is because I wanna create images, real images that'll sort of last through time, like pieces of art using magic. And when I'm alive or when I'm the most awake is when I'm doing these things. David was far more complex than people ever gave him credit for. He spoke very slowly, he sometimes didn't seem like he was all there, but David was far more than just a street magician performing tricks. David was a man on a mission. His purpose was to see where the human body and the mind could be taken to. And this was just the beginning. Hey, how does he do that? I'm sure you're not gonna tell me. Indeed. <laughs> yes, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. There was an aura and a mystery that was beginning to grow behind David Blaine's character. Like, who the hell was this weird guy? Leading us to May 22nd, 2002. He's tenacious, I'll give him that much, yo. He's got a lot of drive. With his newest stunt, Vertigo. 
The crane would lift David Blaine 100 feet in the air, placing him on a 22 inch wide pillar, where he would stand there for 35 hours. There are no safety nets or airbags and no food, water or rest for David Blaine as he clocks up the first night of his latest stunt. David said in the final moments he started having these severe hallucinations, like all of the buildings he was looking at were turning into animals. And so whilst the boy was wigging out, he jumped off the platform onto a 12 foot high pile of cardboard boxes, suffering a mild concussion. <laughs> From here, the stunts just started to get more and more absurd. He spent 44 days in a glass box in London where he would only drink water and not eat a single bite of food. And I thank you all so much. I love all of you. What David did, surviving 44 days without food, was so extreme that the New England Journal of Medicine published a paper documenting his 44-day fast and the refeeding process that they had to put him through in order for him not to die. David had lost 25% of his original body weight and his BMI had dropped from 29.0 all the way down to 21.6. Like what he had put himself through for this stunt was... It was nearly fatal. I actually feel pretty good. David Blaine! <laughs> Put it in my mouth! What the F? How did you get it in my mouth? Please! David Blaine had set his eyes on a new world record to hold his breath underwater longer than anyone had before. This journey took him years. In 2006, he would spend seven days submerged underwater in a stunt where he sustained kidney damage and liver damage and completely destroyed the skin on his hands and his feet. As well, at the same time, he attempted to break the world record for holding his breath. But during this attempt, things started to go wrong. My body feels like it's on fire. My lungs are begging for air as I desperately fight the urge to breathe. You see, due to the TV producers wanting to make for better television, they made him have to strap his feet into these holders so he had to kind of tense his muscles to hold him there. And then secondly, they thought, let's put him in some handcuffs. And whilst he's on the brink of passing out, we'll have him try and escape from him, you know, because that'll make better television. Only what happens is his body starts to go into convulsions, he completely freaks out and actually blacks out underwater. But you know, at least it was good TV. Come on out, you okay? You okay? At this point, David was less of a magician and almost an athlete. He spent every single morning for a month holding his breath for 44 minutes out of 52 minutes. So he would do the purging for one minute and then hold his breath for five and a half minutes and repeat this. He'd also sleep in a hypoxic tent, which would emulate the atmosphere of living somewhere like Mount Everest. And his training was paying off. His resting heart rate got down to 38 beats per minute, which is lower than most Olympic athletes. But you see, word got out that David Blaine was trying to break the world record. And so a man by the name of Peter Kolar comes out with a 16 minute and 32 second world record. Okay, we're live in Chicago and at this very moment, David Blaine is uh, putting his life at risk in an attempt to set a new world record underwater, holding his breath. April 30th, 2008. On an episode of the Oprah Winfrey show, David is brought in to break the world record of holding his breath underwater. And so, as David readied himself to attempt this insane physical feat, a television producer went up to him and said, look, David, we need to change a couple of things. Basically, they told him, in order to make better television, again, they were going to tie his feet to the bottom to keep him upright, but also, they were going to have a heart rate monitor. So every time his heart would beat, a big beeping noise would happen next to him. Anyway, David agrees, he goes ahead and climbs into the tank. He takes his last breath 
and the timer starts. And the first five minutes underwater, desperately trying to slow my heart rate down. I was just sitting there thinking, I've got to slow this down, I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail. Usually, when David would hold his breath underwater, his heart rate would go down to about 12 beats per minute. But you see, this whole environment and the fact he could hear his heartbeat wasn't helping. And his heart rate would peak at 158 beats per minute. The fast beating of his heart was wasting tons of energy. I was 100% certain that I was not going to be able to make this. There was no way for me to do it. Oprah had dedicated an hour to doing this breath hold thing. If I had cracked early, it would be a whole show about how depressed I am. So I figured I'm better off just fighting and staying there until I black out at least and they can pull me out and take care of me and all that. As he would hold his breath, he would experience these intense pains. His muscles would ache, he would feel numb at times, his ears would ring, his body would go into these extreme contractions, desperate yep. for air. So he's even having some extra heartbeats now, his heart rhythm is irregular. Yeah. You see how regular it was before, now yeah. they're in little groups. His heart muscle is getting some ischemia now, or low oxygen. And so David began to worry that he was about to have a heart attack. Well, there's low oxygen in the body, and so his body's responding. He's, he's in a, sur a survival mode right now. And so he slips his feet out of the holders in case he needs to be rescued. And then the audience would start to scream. We made it. David had broken the record. He could get out now. But you see, David being David, he decided to keep holding his breath. 17 minutes, three. Eventually making it to 17 minutes and four seconds. His work, his training, his dedication was done. He now held the world record for the longest underwater breath hold. David Blaine has set a new world record. The breath hold was easily the most incredible feat that David had done up until this point because it completely blew the minds of the scientific community. They had told him that this should kill a person. But David didn't slow down. His career got more and more crazy. He'd do more big stunts, TV specials, and stage performances. But you see, there was only so much risk a person could take before something would go wrong. Hold on, no, no, no. David had this stunt that he would perform where he would catch a live bullet in his mouth, which he started doing around 2010. Oh, yes. But it would be in 2018 where he would attempt this stunt again. The gun is fired, the bullet hits the carp, and his mouth guard breaks. And I was sure the bullet went right through my head and I was dead. After this point, David never did that stunt again. He now has a daughter and I think he's changed his attitude towards these more risky stunts. And that's because this crazy life that David has lived has had a pretty bad toll on his body. Health issues you have today associated with your career? I think metabolism took a, a hit, probably from all the breath holding. They say short-term memory loss. The, the unknowns from eating glass, kerosene, these things, probably there's a lot of residual effects that I don't really know about yet. Well, I mean, you have issues today, right? This is totally worn away. All the enamel's gone from the tooth. His nerve is almost exposed. The other thing is there's like a chemical in the glass. So the chemical that, that they use to make glass, that's also going into your body. So. First of all, Houdini died at 52. A bunch of magicians did die at the age of 52, but... David Blaine is truly an incredible person. When people tell him things aren't possible, even scientists, it doesn't stop him. If anything, that makes him want to do it more. But the things that David Blaine has done could inspire just anyone to push themselves to be their best and to break through the limiting beliefs that we have of ourselves, proving that you are more capable than you could ever imagine. It's practice, it's training and experimenting. <laughs> while pushing through the pain to be the best that I can be. And that's, uh, that's what magic is to me. So thank you.
If you enjoyed this video, be sure to leave a like and subscribe to the channel and watch this video right here.